Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Here we are once again. The summer vacation is over and we're back. All three of us are back from our vacation and we're ready to rock and we're ready to roll. We're ready to slip and slide as well and also maybe slither a little bit. We can can shimmy and slither a little bit too. Shimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys? How's how is everybody doing? Let's have a let's have a post vacation update. What did everybody do over the month of August? Oh crap. Lewis go. Um so I, I went to Insomnia, did Gamescom, I've oh. done I made a new YouTube channel. Whoa. I've Whoa, what's it bummed for? around in the office. I've organized what, stuff. a new YouTube channel in 2018? I know. Pray tell. What what, year what was is this? what was the thinking behind this? Just wanted to do it. What nice. what is it about? It's like um it's just like a vlog channel. Oh, it's right. basically you know Yog Tours back when Terps did that. Uh-huh. It's it's kind of like the idea the idea was that I need to play a new game every day. Right. Right. And to force myself to play different new games, I've made a channel where I report to my audience. <laughs> you are going to hate games in no time. There are some terrible games out there. Can I recommend Super Seducer 2. Oh my <laughs> good lord. So I saw bad. that clip. I saw the clip of you playing that yesterday. <laughs> it is what so the bad. Fuck is that game? What the with the uh, guy masturbating while he's talking on the phone. That was yeah, ridiculous. It, honestly, it's um like as I understand it, the first one was a lot more serious, I think. Like people said that a lot of the second one is kind of making fun of some of the stuff in the first one. But I right. I, th- I mean he he considers himself a pickup artist. Like he actually considers himself to be one of those assholes who's like picking up women using specific sociopathic approaches he is, rather than yes. just talking to people and he is an asshole. Like he, he is he is an unbelievably bad person. Like every conversation that he has, like you're not actually talking to a real person. Imagine talking to a machine that has been programmed to attempt to seduce you. That's what he's trying to breed as a, a whole sort of sub race of people for whom conversations with the opposite sex, because he, he does it for women as well as men, although not very well, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> he basically tells them how to talk to someone and sow the seed of a relationship. And then when you start to talking about this and why it's smart to talk about that, it's like just, you know, there, there's no actual human interaction there. Right. People don't think about that when they're having a conversation is, what's my opening gambit? You know what I mean? No, they just go up and talk. If, you, if you're an asshole and people don't like you, 
deal with that rather than thinking, how can I convince people I'm not an arsehole using clever ploys? Yeah. And that's basically yeah. the well, whole gist of this game. So, so, so he is this weird guy, right? He's he's an Eng- he's from England. He's got this sort of sexy voice. No, like he doesn't this, have well, a sexy really. voice. He's, he sounds like David Beckham, but you think he's foreign because of it, right? Because he's got hey, this sort baby. of sibi- speech Sarah. impediment. That's how he talks. Hey, Sarah. He speaks like Sarah, David Sarah, will you come Beckham. in here, please? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he it, says he's uh, he drops his he drops letters all the time. Like he says, with instead of with. Going, you know, you could go with a girl, and uh, you know that's nice, correct? That's the right answer. It's this weird, soft kind of voice, but he's, uh, yeah, he's a weird guy. His head is incredibly wide. He has a really well, wide head. <laughs> nice. He's got a wide head, but sometimes, like, just looking weird. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he's an unsuccessful man with the ladies because he's he's all right looking. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, got that. he's, he's not a bad looking dude. I'm just picturing Stewie from Family Guy. He now. looks a bit like Stewie with a beard. Yeah, hello, <laughs> <In the> ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I completely agree that, and it is kind of quite. I don't know, like the whole pickup artistry. It feels very rapey, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. It's like it's like being disingenuous. It's like kind of being like leading oh, up okay, to I'm a rape, gonna, maybe. I'm yeah. going to trick my way into a woman's pants, you know. And you know, does, you're not does being it yourself. Actually, work though, because what about like chemical stuff? You know, like like um, like what about like Roofies. you know like, like no no not not like roofies, but I mean you know like when you're attracted when you're attracted to somebody and you you have a conversation with somebody and likewise if they're attracted to you isn't there like isn't there like chemical things at play like in your brain and stuff too yeah, that I'm sure there are, are I mean are I, like I'm sure his lines work not, on not easy to not easy to game I guess well, but, but I think some of these things would work on on people I, I actually right. do believe that like right. for instance the converse like there's scenes where he's he's giving you these directions for how to start an interesting conversation with someone and it's the most boring shit ever and i'm thinking maybe that's what works because he just says just talk about travel i mean to me that's an incredibly boring topic i know we're doing it on the podcast but it <laughs> yeah. is yeah. it is a very boring topic to it. just go have you traveled much? Oh, yeah, I've been here, there. Oh, me too. I've been here, there. Did you see this? Yeah. yeah. It's like just a list of things out of a fucking it travel It always turns catalog. into a pissing contest to That's see like who's, who's been the most places and who's exactly. been the most wild, outlandish places. And... and he says, if you haven't traveled much, talk about places you'd like to go. I'm like, why don't you just talk about what superpowers you'd like to have? It's, it's but then if you boring. talk about places you'd, you'd like to go with a person who's been to places, you, you sort of set yourself below them right you're yeah. like you're, you're you're inferior to them because they've traveled a lot and they just have... say you've been to the moon yeah i've been to the moon i guess this stuff does work because there are pimps in the world too right <laughs> like they have the ability to control you know their women and i and think make that's them... drugs and violence though rather yeah. than smart yeah i know but like there's got to be some psychological stuff behind all that too right to maybe keep them roped I, in I, to tricking I, I i feel like this is a very <laughs> very strange like whole sphere of of stuff right so first of all like the the problem i have a little bit is 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 that you kind of sometimes i guess this stuff does work right on certain types of people but it's not sustainable okay like as soon as someone realizes that you've run out of lines that you read out of this book or whatever they'll be like oh you're not that kind of person at all you know i suppose when you what you do when you sort of follow these guides is you set yourself up to be someone you're not, right? Like you yeah. go up to someone and it, uh, maybe that's all it needs though. Maybe it just gives you that confidence um, to, But that's the thing. You know, the, the key is confidence. It's nothing to do really with what you say. If you're an approachable person and you can talk, 
Confidence is it. If you just creep up and go, I like you, my lady. Oh, may I purchase you a beverage? It's like the reason that's not working is not because it's not in the book. It's because that's fucking weird. I didn't realise Gollum I mean, was I, doing... I know pe- people... Yeah, he is. But people get desperate. If you're Gollum, though, how would you chat up Galadriel? Well, you've got, you've got, your, uh, you've got your buddy, haven't you? You've got a built-in wingman because Gollum's two people in one. Do you remember? That's true, yeah. He's, so um, he, can just, no, he can just feed you the lines and He's you can just say He's got multiple personality disorders, so he can... Yeah. You just send out like the confident one instead. <laughs> Gollum is like basically Go- Go- Gollum. <laughs> Gollum is like a more compact version of uh, Ogre Ogre Magi. Ogre Magi, who, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, who is is physically two two heads fighting um, like an internal struggle all the time. But Go- He's Gollum, got him, yeah, Gollum has it all like condensed into one. If you think about uh, it, Go- like, Gollum is I like think we're all Gollum, the, the though, archetypal right? nice guy, right? He's like yeah. he's very helpful. He helps Sam and and all those guys out. But behind that nice guy exterior, he goes, oh, yes, masters, Gollum will help you. Gollum knows the way and all that shit. He's actually just after one thing, the precious, a.k.a. some pussy. That's what he's after. That's a.k.a. he's got a weakness. Yeah. And he's, a, he's a prime candidate for uh, to be preyed upon by a pimp as well because of his inadequacies and his... He's he's got he's got some weak weak tendencies, right? Because because of his obsession with the pussy. Yeah. So he's like. I think you know. I think in a way, Gollum represents the forever alone archetype. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's endlessly helpful, but in a creepy yeah. way. He is. Yeah. He comes across Maladrial. too desperate. Yeah, he, People t- exactly. get turned off by that. Yeah. He thinks you know if I help them enough, they'll help me. And I've been a yeah. nice guy. So why are you being mean to me? It's like because you're a creepy half goblin creature skulking in the darkness. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's the issue here, Gollum. Originally, he wasn't a bad bloke. It was the ring. It was the ring. It's the quest for pussy that has defined Gollum. Or yeah. in this, or in in Lord of the Rings, they they've sanitized it and called it the the One Ring. Of course, Gollum needs to go like on one of those reality like dating makeover shows where they you know like they take a they take a person and they they change them around and coach them and give them advice on how to like you know date, which is I guess what this guy does, but. There's like TV shows so about like it. So do like a isn't queer there? eye for the straight guy for Gollum. I'd love to see that. Yeah, they well, should I, do that. I like let's... your loincloth, Gollum. All right, you're working the loincloth. That's good. But let's build an outfit here. You know, let's think. What do the ladies want to see? Do they want to see your emaciated, wasted frame? <laughs> and do they want to hear you hissing about the One Ring? Let's let's put a hat on you. <laughs> put a little baseball cap on him. You can dress him up like those scumbros. You hear about those guys? No. Yeah. So Scumbro is like the new fashion thing. There's a comedian called Pete Davidson. Apparently Jonah Hill is big into it. Justin fucking Bieber, of course. And they basically dress like a pimp, like a crazy pimp. And right. like Justin Bieber's new thing is just to wear skinny jeans and a massive fur coat. I mean, right. in the 70s, that was just a pimp look. Now they call yeah. it Scumbro, and you dye your like, hair crazy colours. That's pretty much it. Like a YouTuber. <laughs> that was like pretty common fare for Led Zeppelin back in the day, wasn't exactly. it? Like really tight-ass jeans and a big fucking fur exactly, coat. Exactly, yeah. Like, what, else, what else did you do in August then, Lulu? Wait, how did we get on the topic of Super Seducer? Because we were talking about games for Lulu to play. Oh, right. yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. What else did you do? Obviously, not very much. Obviously, P-Flex. Enjoyed the sunshine. Well, no, I think we should just carry on talking about this. Like, no, no, the summer was interesting. Super summer was interesting. Totally nuts, man. I like, don't want like, to go too deep into Nothing's going to compare to Gollum's dating makeover now. Anything that we talk <laughs> also, about, nothing's, nothing's going to compare to what you flipping did. You, you were away for six weeks, like, actually doing stuff. I was, I was away. you know, just... 
Everyone knows what I'm doing because it's all over the internet. It's easy. <laughs> wow, what shade. Come on. That's unbelievable shade. What are you up? What have Everyone you been knows up to? what I was doing because it's on the internet. The stuff you did, Perian, is a mystery to us all. It no is. one knows what Perian did for two <laughs> fucking weeks in, in Vancouver. No one was there in the theatre. I watched the late show. It was excellent. Really oh, wait, good. you did you went on a trip before you went to TI too, didn't you? I did, you had yeah. A, a cruise. I went this, to the cruise. I went to Florida for a week, which was which was cool. It was just standard florida stuff at my dad's uh, house um swimming in a pool enjoying the weather going to the beach eating american food it, it was relaxing you know yeah and then we went on this cruise and it was uh on this ship called the um oasis of the seas right this fucking thing is like six thousand passengers and like three thousand and like three thousand crew where they put the crew i don't know they all must live in the hold like a fucking slave ship to be quite honest with you because i mean the the whole place is just staterooms so it is literally like they took a massive apartment building, turned it on its side, and made it float on the water. And it's got an ice rink, it's got a mall, it's got multiple pools, there's like basketball courts, it's, it's insane. There's like a mini golf course, there's like, um, it's, it's a, there's just everything, there's, a heat, there's multiple theatres, there's tons of bars, and such Where does big that one leave from? Um, it goes from all over, I, I took it out of Orlando, and we went okay, around the Orlando, Caribbean. Orlando, right, okay. Um, so when the whole world floods, I need to make sure I'm in go Orlando. Go to Orlando, yeah, get on one of those ships. And then I can hop on that bad boy, and was, I'll have everything I need. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was just... It's so It'll be big. like a zombie survival horror movie on that fucking ship at the end of the world. Tips. It'll be it'll be amazing. It would. Uh, they should. That's one thing that they never touch on with uh, zombie survival horror. Like, what about people who are on like oil rigs or like have escaped on boats and yeah, stuff? That'd be an interesting people story. In, yeah. People in America driving on a <laughs> just highway. Two old guys yeah. playing Scrabble after like fifty years surviving on an oil rig, yeah. eating like tins of beans it'd be and like, sausages. It, it'd be like the 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 movie. Was it Dawn of the Dead? The one where they're in the shopping mall yeah. and they. They, they, survive, they survive in the shopping mall and they have fun for a little bit. I think yeah. it'd be like that on a cruise ship. Everybody'd be like, oh, shit, you know, we we did it. We trumped the whole zombie apocalypse. We're on this cruise ship. And then they start running out of food and eating yeah. each other. And there's dramas and stuff. And that would be I mean, be I guess what, what you'd have to do, I mean, you wouldn't even need to park that far off the shore, honestly. No, no, because the zombies aren't going to swim out, are they? They're well, just you gonna... say that. You say that. However, <laughs> however, there is a zombie movie. I think it's called Zombie Holocaust, Zombie Apocalypse Holocaust, something like that. It was banned. It's it's a real classic seventies shit movie. It's something. Right. It's something along those lines. I used to. I used to when I was a younger man. I used to buy all these fucking old VHS tapes and and stuff in charity shops, and you could always find some good shitty horror. This was all pre YouTube and stuff like that. And there is a scene. Um, these are these are pure exploitation. These movies. You you would not get them made nowadays. And basically, these zombies are underwater, and there's a fight between a zombie and a shark, right? So the shark is going for the zombie, the zombie's fighting the shark, but the zombie's walking along the bottom of the ocean. Now, he's not going to get to the ship, because the ship is floating, right? The the zombie's not going to float up. However, and I was thinking, I've thought about this, Sips, I I had a a long time on that cruise to think about things like this, (laughs) and my first thought was, of course, is this a decent place to hole up in the event of the zombie apocalypse? Problem number one, let's say the zombie's walk into the water they just keep walking they don't need air we know this yeah, zombies zombies don't need air. Yeah, just walk out dead. they're they're dead right what do dead things do they fill with gas 
as they begin to decay. And we know the zombies decay because you see zombies in worse and worse states of decay shambling around. The freshly yeah, dead ones, blo- right? The exactly. bloaty ones and So the bloaty yeah. one, like a boomer in Left 4 Dead 2, floats to the surface. Suddenly you've got zombies on the surface around the ship. What's what, to they say? they use them as like a raft? No, so no, no. So there's a whole bunch of zombies holding them like on a raft. to them? I'm just thinking eventually one will find his way onto the ship. Right. You know? Yeah, or, or it's you, inevitable, right? It's Some, inevitable. Somehow, someway, one of them is going to get on and bite someone. One of them's going to get on. Second, you're going to need to make sure excursions for, for, for simple shit. Toilet paper, right? Yeah. Porno, magazines, uh, cigarettes. Boots. You're going to need some sort of like airlock decontamination right. staging area for when people come back from but these But you're not going to send one well. person. What's the number one cause of zombie infestation? Don't say zombies. We already know that. Number one it's cause post-zombie. One person being careless and getting bitten. And then, and part, then part two of this... And then everyone else uh, tending to that person who has been bitten because they think that they have a chance of surviving. And right. then they turn and they bite them. Let's say we go beyond. We know that if you get bitten, you turn. What always yeah, fucking right. happens? Someone gets bitten. They conceal it. Right. They hide. it. Yeah, that's right. And that's then they number turn. One. Number two. They turn at, at, at a very, very opportune uh, awkward moment. Exactly. moment. Yeah. Just when the doctor's reaching over to adjust their catheter. Yeah. And so the doctor's it. like, shit. So the, and the doctor, the doctor yeah. gets turned. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've got an outbreak on your hands. Yes. And pe- yeah. the, the, the other failing is someone's wife gets bitten and they hide it, right? And suddenly you've got two zombies on the ship because the wife bit, bites her husband one night. And then all of a sudden you've got two zombies. Those zombies, you know, there's an outbreak on deck four. We, there's no way to, to stop it. That's it. It's, it. The ship is done. Now you have to abandon the ship. So you'd, yeah. you'd want a very small crew of trustworthy people, and you would have to have full strip search inspections every time you get back on the ship. Like you said, airlock, yeah, strip, like, strip and rotate. Like you want to see any bite monkeys marks? monkeys style with the power exactly. hose and everything. You'd have, to be, you'd have to be washed down. You'd have to be inspected and stuff. You'd have to be really strict about it. You would have to be. You would have to be. Like when Ripley didn't want to let them back on the ship in Alien because yeah. it had an alien organism. Ripley was right. She said, we can't let him on. He's got a fucking alien on his face. What are you thinking? And Ash, the android, overrode it. And that's what would happen. Human beings is the one lesson we've learned from all these zombie movies yeah. are the reason that we will fail. Yeah, that's it. Because anyway. they always think, like, instead of just, you know, you see someone's bitten, you you, you take them out, right? You shoot them you in bang. the head and, yeah. and, and throw them overboard. But exactly. everybody's always like, oh, he might be okay. This might be the one unique snowflake that is immune to being bitten by a zombie. So let's just keep him. We'll give him like a cold flannel and make sure that his temperature's down and stuff, and he's going to be fine. And that's always the guy who ends up turning on the exactly. one who's sympathetic towards them, and and then exactly. the outbreak starts there. So that that's was my the classic. Concern. And the right. ship is too big to lock down. Like, there's no way that you could lock it down. It's so vast. You but could you can hold out into in a corner of the ship, right? Like you could. Well, just... you you could, but then how is that any different from holding out? anywhere on land there's no car you can get in to fuck off so in that regard i'm thinking that bigger ship might not be that great an idea also draws a lot of attention you like you can see it on the fucking horizon it's so big it's like it's literally we we would see ships sailing away from us and you could see them for a very long time um of course because the earth is flat so if you wanted to play with the horn as well i guess you would attract a lot of attention you know they didn't do that never never once did the hoot hoot I was waiting for that. Every time we pull into port, nothing. Wow. Not a, not a peep. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that does sound a, disappointing. Uh, nothing. Not even when we first got on and first I thought, <laughs> nothing. Like, to them, it's no big deal. Because when we arrive, we check out. As we're getting off the ship, they're cleaning our rooms for the next bunch of people. It's just a conveyor belt. There's no, there's nothing special about your trip on the cruise. You're just another fucking wallet. Yeah, yeah. 
because everything costs money. Like you, can't, there's not even water in the rooms. You can't drink the water in the rooms. You have to go out to the shop to get water, which was the first thing that surprised me. Is that we had to buy bottles of water. Now, what you could do is refill your bottle, but you weren't allowed to refill the bottles that you brought that you bought in the shop. You had to bring your own water bottle that was specifically small enough to fit under the tap, or they would shower you. I was like, after day two, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm just going to go do it in the oh, morning." That's crazy. When it was everything cost money, literally everything. It was kind so, of. I thought that cruises were all inclusive, though. Like you, everybody thinks you, that. Is it like Ryanair? It, it feels it feels like that. It, at every turn, it costs a little bit money, a little bit of money for this, a little bit of money for that. This costs extra. That costs extra. And th- there are some things that are included, but look, one of the things you can do is get the drinks. <laughs> Such package. a dad complaint. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Mean? I've got to pay for the toast. This is ludicrous. <laughs> like you, you do get food. Like you can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner for free. But the this quality of food is is pretty bad. Like it wasn't it wasn't good food. So the inclusive food is not very good. So if you want a decent meal, you have to pay for it, and it costs a lot. The drinks are and very what, expensive. And what are the options like? Is it like um, whatever you want? Okay, so it's not just like mcdonald's food no no no. There's, it's uh, everything packaged up to to look differently or something no 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 like they, they, they have a very wide range of food on the ship but it's just right. it's is there like a high good. street or yeah, is there it like is. There, sit there down is literally is a is high it like street? titanic have you seen the movie titanic do they have like a chandelier ballroom they do where they all dress up in their sunday oh, best. i think every ship has that now they i do. think every ship has like a fancy dining room and stuff they, they have like five so you're assigned what? to a dining room. So whatever deck you're in means that this is the, this is your dining room. So for dinner, you go here, you make a booking for a time, and you go, and it's like a full restaurant what meal. What was your deck? We were on deck nine. Right. Okay. Um, was that a good deck, or was that like a pretty a bad deck? decent deck. Yeah, it was a good deck. It was fine. Like a it, mid-tier deck or like it, an upper-class deck? It was, we, we had sea views, so we had a balcony. So you could wow. sit there and watch the sea going by. Um, did you get to sit out on it yeah yeah no it's a, you can open it's like a little veranda you know you go out and you sit on the there there's a table you have your breakfast out there and everything you can watch the what's the ocean um what do you mean breakfast so what, what do you what do you mean you had your breakfast can, out there? you can order what? breakfast to be delivered to your room right so okay. we would how, do how much that. is that oh god i can't remember it wasn't it wasn't cheap but it was <laughs> it was worth it because you didn't have and to what get would dressed. that be like a croissant yeah you know continental breakfast or you could have like a fry up or whatever you want we were on the cruise for a week so we were right, sailing okay. for and a is week. it just the, just water out there, just steaming by? Well, it's the ocean, Lewis. So yeah, yeah. So it's just flat it, ocean. It didn't it? stop anywhere. You just went on the on the ocean and then you came back. Oh, you see what you're saying. Sorry. Because <laughs> some cruises like, stop off at places uh, for uh, day trips. There's so many questions. <laughs> so it, it stopped at islands in the Caribbean. So right. day one, you leave port and you're just sailing. You say you see Florida disappear. You're like bye, Florida, and then you wake up the next morning and you open your curtains and there's a tropical island right there. Oh, cool! Which is quite cool. Right. Like like it's gorgeous Caribbean island and like palm trees and beautiful clear water and everything. And you go to the cinema and you go and you go <laughs> yeah. to the dining room and eat some breakfast and then you and... go to the shop and have to buy some water. But, so you get off. You get off in port. Okay. And there are excursions, so you can take. You know, you pay obviously to go to Beach X. So there's a bus for all the people that want to go to Beach X. It takes right. you there, or a boat. It drops you off. You spend a few Wait, hours and there. Do and these buses back. just come off the ship? No, no, no. But the, this is the interesting thing. All these islands, their economy is built around these ships. Because if right. you think about it, th- when one of these ships comes in, that's 6,000 people probably getting off the ship. That's like doubling Damn. the population of some of these places, right? <laughs> that's true, yeah. So you get off. 
everything is ready for you. There's all people trying to sell you shit. There's all these places for because there's no. Is it like Tropico? It's, it's very like Tropico. <laughs> very like Tropico. But wait, can you just get off the boat and just have like a wander around and go yeah, absolutely. do your own we thing? We did that. We did that. Like we got off the boat. We arranged. You our just own have transport. to be back by a certain time. Yes. Or the boat leaves without you. Exactly. So they have right. a. They have a. You have a, a little lanyard with a with an ID card, and they boop you boop like this off and on the boat. And they have a picture of you so they can check it's you coming off and they can check it's you coming back on. You have to take your passport with you to get back through customs at the port to get back on the ship. Right. Because right. you're essentially in another country. And then you're just, yeah, that's course. it. So you, the island is yours. Be back on the ship by four or we're fucking leaving without you. So my dad's been on these a bunch of times and he's seen multiple people left behind as the ship is leaving. And he was on one of them with this guy whose wife was left behind. And they're, they're, they just happen to be standing next to him. They're watching. They're like, oh, my God, that lady got left behind. And he says, yeah, she does this every time. Every time. Like, this husband is just, like, shaking his head. So she has to get a plane. You can get, like, a little plane to take you to the next island. And when the ship gets there, you get back on the ship. That's the only oh, option. That's ridiculous. Well, hang on a second. So this guy gets on the boat without his wife. And that was my first thought. watches his wife as he sails away on the yeah. boat without her. Yeah. I How mean, the fuck I, does that work? I'd be in so much trouble. I would never live it down. I would honestly, I would never hear the end of it. I, I would never do it. Why is, where does this guy get the balls to do that? I'll tell you what, he's an old dude. You know, right. he, he's my dad's age, probably in his 70s. At this point, he's like, you know what, if we get divorced, fuck it. You know, uh, I guess so, yeah. I guess people do kind of get to that point. I mean, sometimes life. they just want to do their own thing, though. Yeah, you she's know. like, I'm going to go shopping and you do your thing. I'm, sh- I'm sure he didn't literally jump onto the ship and leave her on the dock. <laughs> So I'm not going back into that zombie-infected wasteland with you, Gollum. Fuck you. And, you know, and you try all of your seduction techniques, but it doesn't work. But wait, this brings me back to um, the whole infection thing is is related to one reason I've never been on a cruise ship before. And that's because you often hear about people getting sick on ships and they have to quarantine the ship and stuff. And that's not me. I don't want to be a guy quarantined on a sick ship. Like that would be a nightmare for me. I don't want to ever be in that situation. I was very scared about that. However, and this is is one of the things they did. There are hand sanitizer stations everywhere. Now, before you get on the ship, they say to you, do you feel sick at the moment? Do you have any sweating or fever? And of course, everybody goes, no, because you're not going to go, yeah. And they'll say, well, you can't come on board. So <laughs> that to me is the worst piece of security ever. They should like swab people's forehead or something to, to test for illness. But you get on the ship and then it's impossible. Like on the way into the dining hall, which is like a buffet dining hall, they sanitize your hands. So it, it, they're at least trying to cut down on illness. Right. Um, well, it, it's particularly the norovirus that spreads yes. through the cruise. And because because everyone has these communal eating places, and also you're you're kind of trapped, right? With in small cabins, sharing facilities. It is like it's like a sort of a very like a school or something where it's you're very trapped together very and you can't so. stop it. And also you, you're doing a lot of activity. And you can't, there's no accounting for people. Some people are so fucking filthy. They never wash their hands yeah. and, and stuff like that. But sometimes it's, it's just takes. like poorly paid food workers who have to go to work because otherwise they're not going to be able to, you know, live. And well, they're not no, very well. This is interesting. I, I felt very guilty about the um, the fact that we're living, and it wasn't quite a luxurious cruise. Like it, it was genuinely a lot. There were a lot of very wealthy people on the, on the ship. And then you have these guys who are basically working very, very long hours. And they'll sign, like, a contract for, like, eight eight or nine months to be on the cruise ship. Mm. So they live on the ship 
that whole time. No breaks, no holidays. They are on the ship for nine months working every single day. And I was like, damn, that's rough. And I was talking to one of the bartenders about it. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, this is one of the best jobs you can get. Like half the crew were from the Philippines and they want this job. Like this is the cushy job that they can get. It's, it, it's safe. It's clean. It pays. They get tips and it, it's a good life. And they're, they're taken care of. Their costs are extremely low the whole time they're away. Yes, they're away from home, but I was thinking, damn, what a rough job. But you've got to think of the people doing these jobs come from poorer countries. This is a fucking great job. Like there, there is a waiting list of people to get this job. So as bad as it feels, it's extremely good for those people. They fucking love it. And then they'll take three months off, spend time with their family. Some of them will be away and kids are born like they haven't seen their baby. So they leave their wife. She's pregnant. They come back. They've got a nine month old baby. So oh, God, it's like being an international footballer, but without the uh, prestige of being a footballer and millions as well. It's, like being in the it's the exact same. But yeah, yeah it's a good job. Like, I didn't think of it that way. Like, if you're living in the Philippines, I think yeah. you're right. It is a little bit like being in the army because the army's the same. Like, it doesn't pay super well, but you end up, your costs are very low. Yeah. So when you do end up leaving the army, you have this sort of nest egg often of money that you've you've managed to accumulate because you didn't have to pay rent and well, you say that, for a but car they do. and all the other stuff. Do they these days? They do. They do have to pay. Yeah. Do you think some of these guys get into the mindset where they treat it a bit like the army? It's like the pyramid of needs thing, right? Like there are there aren't any like major wars right now. Like there's like smaller wars, but there's no major wars. And these guys have probably never really experienced any conflict in their life. So they think that working on a cruise ship is kind of like their their war sort of thing. And they become <laughs> veterans and they swap wars. So, yeah, I was on a uh, tour. Uh, we went to the Caribbean. Uh, I was on the ship for nine months. Some guy puked all over me. I saw some shit you know like they 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 almost think that they're like in the army but they're not sort of thing you know people people yeah, sometimes yeah. do yeah, that yeah. right yeah, I can you get that it. when you go paintballing with people you know, people all of a sudden they turn into like like vietnam vets or something like, yeah okay <laughs> You're it's, right. it's fucking paintball though yeah, like, they come out in full camo and <laughs> yeah, they like yeah, yeah. totally change their personality know, people, you're like what the fuck is my this whole squad yeah. got ambushed Six months ago in uh, Kettering. We caught some major shit down there by the barn. Yeah. Lost three men straight away to the first burst. Hit the deck. Just had to go for it, mate. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we were back for the next round. <laughs> Stunned a bit, but oh, hard times. One of my friends got a paintball on his ear. Swole up real nasty. I go like back home and people just don't understand. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So would you go on a cruise again? Would no, you do that that no, cruise again? No. Oh, you know what cruise I've I've always wanted to do. You wouldn't go again. No, not even when you're an old man and you want to leave your wife on a fucking island. <laughs> yeah, you could have done that. <laughs> what would you do, Sips? You would. Go I want to. I want to go see some fjords. I know oh, that I would do. I, glaciers I do, I and that. fjords would be fucking cool because there's no other way to see this shit. I don't think. So like, I, I, I took. A, I did take a cruise a couple of years ago um, on the Hertie Gruten, which is a, 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 a cruise line in. Norway. And Sounds like a fucking disease. It does. But it was lovely. Small ship, very nice. Don't want to get hurty gruten. Don't yeah. get the fucking hurty gruten. You'll never stop itching. And it, it oh went up God. it went up the fjords and spreads like a spreads <laughs> like a plague. It's a nightmare. <laughs> fucking hurty gruten all over this lad. It, it, it's a ship that goes up and the idea is you go all the way up to the Arctic Circle and you can see the northern lights on a good night. Whoa. So Mrs. F has always wanted to see the northern lights for some reason. This is like a thing for her. And we went on the ship and it was overcast every day and we didn't get to see the Northern Lights. We also got off at like halfway up Norway because we didn't we didn't have time to do the full cruise. 
but it's it it was really nice and you get off in all these little fishing towns in norway and it's great and it was a really nice crew nice ship and it was completely chill and it didn't feel anything like this kind of manufactured factory uh kind of money-making enterprise that yeah it's um, more of like an other, experience sort yeah, of thing but like this a, one it, it was it was nice and the, you know the the passengers there wasn't so many of them that you felt like you were overwhelmed with the number of people because when we first got there we just could not believe how many people we were on the ship with like it actually felt claustrophobic and everything was just kind of it was so weird like when you're standing on the corridor at one end looking down the full length of of all the staterooms on that deck is just it's just it's just kind of overwhelming how many people there are and you realize just deck after deck after deck of people everything you do is packed with people the restaurant is just jammed it was it was it's crazy so after a while it gets too much but the hurty gruten line was nice that i would do a smaller cruise or there's one into alaska that's meant to be yeah. beautiful but the the one around the caribbean it just felt it felt kind of corny honestly yeah. my my kids my kids want to do the disney cruise as well no which way man i run, haven't heard anything zips. about don't do it my friend do have you not done do it? it no but I've, I've read all about it do not fucking do it i think it would be hell on earth yeah i mean my kids are like pretty do it. pretty fucking excited <laughs> do it for to do us, it Sims. i don't do think for the i don't think i'm gonna do it but do it for the story i'd love to hear how terrible it was but oh my god can you imagine just hearing it's a small world piped out of every fucking speaker oh my god every time you leave your room <laughs> there's a fucking mickey there fuck off <laughs> not now mickey for christ <laughs> you're like fucking strangling mickey you're just like choking pluto in a corner and crying oh like, my god fucking get me off of this thing i couldn't oh, bear man. it yeah no jesus so those are the two that i would i would consider doing one of them because my kids want to do it so bad and the other one because i think that fjords and glaciers would be kind of they cool are to beautiful see, but Honestly, the, the fuels so how, are how have they been sold? How have your kids, your five-year-old and three-year-old child been sold so hard on the Disney Cruise Line? That's not that What's they've happened? been sold hard on it. We saw a commercial for it when we were, because we we went to Disney this summer. This is what I did in August. How I, was it? We went on a, a week vacation to Disney. Yeah, it was all right. It was Disney. It's definitely something that I've been to it as an adult, you know, like through like trips out to LA with the maker and stuff like that. And I and I hate it. I hate going there like on my own or with friends because it's just stupid. Like when you've right. got kids, you you might as well go there with your kids because it's it's actually nice to go with your kids because it's very magical for them. They love all the characters. Right, right. It's a it, you know it's a it's a bit of a tearjerker sometimes because you know they're so excited and they get to meet like characters that they love and stuff. And it's it's a nice experience, but. Going as an adult, yeah, it's what fucking fuck? bullshit. People I'd rather just go. I'd rather there. go anywhere else but to fucking Disneyland as an as an adult with other adults or by myself or whatever. Like it's just. Can you imagine it, taking your honeymoon in Disney World, which people do? Yeah, no, I can't imagine doing that. I don't know why anybody would would subject themselves to that. I guess uh, if you're a big fan or whatever, cool, and uh, and you want to do that, but it's not. That's not for me. I'd rather just do something else. But. I think it's a good place to take kids, but it's again like you were saying with the with the ship. It's very it's very expensive, and there's lots of hidden costs. You know, oh, you yeah. get there, and you're 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 effectively on a resort in the middle of nowhere. So you're you're at the mercy of their food services, which is all like repackaged McDonald's or whoever is their food sponsor sort of thing. You know, so it's like it's expensive and um, it's it's busy. It's not really any like fun for dads no yeah god dads like i you, you see other dads and you get those knowing looks from the other dads while their kids are having a meltdown dressed up as uh elsa from frozen mm-hmm. you know it's just like um 
you just you get that you get that glance and you're like, yeah, I know, I know, I know how it goes. <laughs> I'm just glad mine aren't doing that right now. God, <laughs> you just yeah, but give them five minutes. Yeah, get get on the elevator and just like quickly peace out. Once I get him into the Elsa costume, he's gonna be <laughs> crying his eyes out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, I noticed. I I think this time, especially being at Disney, I noticed. I I, I noticed how sort of um, maybe offensive Disney can be without maybe intentionally doing it. Like they, they have, there's a lot of, a lot of things where they're like, every girl is a princess. And you're like, okay, cool. But what if my son wants to dress up as a princess? Because, because sometimes boys would like to sort of thing. And it's, there's a lot of like weird messages like in, in their, in their live shows and stuff like that. And I don't know, I don't know if some of it is just them being, um, you know, like old fashioned or, or not, not being like aware of like any of this stuff or if they're going out of their way to like, you know what I mean? Like you always get Be the very sense. conservative. It's, I don't know. I don't know. They're a big company with a lot of people that, you know, probably think about this stuff or it's been mentioned. And I don't know. They I think just they don't know seem that to... if you, if you had the average American family or indeed most, most families, I think around the world and said, every boy wants to be a princess that you'd have a lot of complaints. You would, I, I think guess. You'd, so. you'd get but, a lot of people saying, "What are you trying to corrupt, my boy?" You know, yeah, I, no, I, I get that. I, un- I understand news, why they wouldn't do that. There's a thing in the news a couple of years ago about this. So this this um, child went with their with his parents to Disney. He was like three years old. Okay. And for whatever reason, he just really liked Elsa. He liked the like he he liked Frozen. He liked Elsa and. He had an Elsa dress, and he, he dressed up as as Elsa. He's like a three year old boy. He just he didn't know, like you know, he do, he does, doesn't have like any social conditioning at right. that point or whatever. He just liked it, and he and he did it right. Yeah, let's just assume that this is the case, right? And there's no other factors involved because there's a huge amount of factors that could be involved. His he it might it might be abusive right. parents who let yeah, him want a girl, okay. and therefore, a, but yeah, but let's just assume that he wants. But, it okay, himself. let's okay. just assume that this is just a normal three year old kid who who okay. just happened to really like Frozen and and had an Elsa dress but he was a boy okay yeah so he goes to Disneyland with his parents and his parents know that he really likes Frozen he's wearing his dress and everything he's all ready to go and they go to the princess p- pavilion on Elsa day so that he can meet Elsa he probably doesn't know what the fuck is going on because he's like three years old or whatever um, but they they like turned him away or they wouldn't take his picture or they wouldn't let him get his picture taken because he was a boy wearing a dress wanting to meet Elsa or whatever. And that didn't fit with the traditional uh, demographic for that ride and what they were doing and stuff. There was there was some sort of altercation. I don't know if it was like oh, a wow. big deal or whatever. Disneyland were... apologizes for banning boy from princess experience. Yeah, yeah. That's the one, yes. And, and it just like a lot of the, like, I don't know, maybe because I'd heard that story and then I'd been to Disneyland after and experienced it or whatever. But there's just a lot of things where you just think like, there's just a lot of lines that come out of like the live shows and stuff. There's like every girl can be a princess if you if you just dream hard enough and stuff. And you just think, okay, well, I know, but you did ban a little boy from seeing princess. <laughs> well, just like not the best. I don't know. Just like I, I'm not like I, I don't I don't lean crazily that 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 way, but. I did notice it, and I don't yeah, know if yeah. that's because I spend a lot of time on the internet or if it's because um, I, I want to actually fight for the rights of a three-year-old who doesn't know any fucking better, yeah, who's just yeah. doing things that a three-year-old wants to do. I think they should have just let Just let kids be kids. That should be the message for Disney. Let the kids be kids, for Christ's sake. Every girl could be a princess if they're the right age... <laughs> 
and, and they pay twenty nine ninety nine, and they yeah. book ahead no, of time. No, and they're willing to be in a, a successful TV show and marry a balding guy from England. <laughs> Joey, you know, like you know, there's very specific list of requirements. You know, if they want to learn Norwegian and marry, you know, or whatever, do you have know what the mean? right family and all. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, so there, it was, but it was, it was a good trip. Uh, the kids loved it, and we loved taking the kids, and it was nice. But like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like an old grumpy adult or whatever. But like, I don't find Disney that magical. No, it's, and actually, this yeah. time I noticed some cracks in the magic. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! Oh well, it was, it I mean, was good though. It's uh, they, they do I, a I good also job. I went to but, Vancouver. I went to Vancouver, Sips. Oh yeah, Vancouver. How was that? It was great. Did you like Vancouver? Vancouver's Be- a really nice city, actually. Loved it's it. really Loved good. It. Yeah. I, I would definitely go back to Vancouver. I wanted I wanted to see more of it. But because we were working the whole time, I didn't get a huge amount of time to go out and see the city. Sure. But honestly, it's it's really, really cool. What surprised me, I didn't know this. Vancouver, the population is like half Asian people. Like literally half. So there's a huge number of Chinese people there, Korean people there. Yeah, I think Japanese some of the people um, it's, some it's, of like the the traffic signs and stuff are like in in Mandarin. And yeah, stuff, you do right? see stuff in in Mandarin. Yeah, like yeah. It's, and so many <clears throat> re- Chinese restaurants, like really good ones, um, and Japanese restaurants and Korean restaurants. It's it's, yeah. it's amazing, and the architecture yeah. is actually reminded me of Shanghai. The apartment buildings that they built because there's a lot of Chinese money in Vancouver. Now I heard a few theories about why this is. One of them is it's close to China, right? So when you leave well, China, yeah, it's Pacific you just Coast. That's why exactly. I always figured, you know, it's just uh, like a, you know, the closest place for right. Asian people to, if they want to move to North America, you'd imagine that there'd be tons of them in like place like Seattle, San Francisco, right? And stuff but there as well. aren't. Like in Seattle, it's not. It doesn't have a huge Asian population. Like I, I've been there multiple times. It was. I mean, I'm sure there is an Asian population in Seattle, but it's nothing like Vancouver. Like Vancouver is no, literally yeah. like fifty percent. So someone told me that one of the reasons is when they were building, I don't know how true this is, someone will shoot me down on Reddit, I'm sure. When they were building the railways, they had all these Chinese workers. And obviously the railways went east to west. And as they're building out to the west, all these Chinese people were just left when they finished the railways living on the west coast. And I guess they built a line up to Seattle and Vancouver, and then they were like, we'll just fucking live here. Like, I don't know if that's true, but I thought it was I mean, interesting. I mean, there's probably some truth in it, but I think in Canada especially, you'll notice like it's, it's very multicultural because Canada's always had a very open policy for immigration because it's, it's a massive country yeah. with a tiny population. So they're always looking to get more people to move to Canada of because it'll, 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 it'll grow their economy, You've got right? the space. So, You've got the space, definitely. Yeah. So you get a lot of, um, you know, like in countries where there's civil wars or there's there's problems or whatever, they take a lot of refugees in. Um, they have like a, a, a pretty a pretty open policy for immigration and stuff. And and therefore you find that there's just a ton of like big communities of uh, people from other countries like in Canada and like and Vancouver is, is known for being quite Asian. And then you get like Vancouver Island. There's lots of Brits. There's, a, there's like oh, yeah. a ton of British people on Vancouver Island. Uh, and then it, like the further east you go, the more French and stuff there are and, and, and whatever. And it's just it's just the way that it is. It's always been like that. It's always been like super, yeah. super duper multicultural. But I, I did something out there I'd never done before at, uh, at a TI, which was, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the late show that we did. So like I, I'd been trying to get Valve to do something like this for a long time where they did a more relaxed sort of show, you know, with 
guests coming in and talking and stuff like that. But I, I, I'd always pitch it to them as a stream that went on during the main event. So you'd have the main event stream and all that hype and, and all the, the, the rest of it, but you'd also have like a more chill stream that would be a sofa, you know, people dropping in and out, people that are coming by attending the event. Because you always get people there that aren't working the event, but are known in Dota, right? Like people that you know. So you'd get cast games with them, you'd talk to players and stuff like that. It's a common thing that actually has sort of been happening alongside TI anyway. You know, like you didn't you go out to one event that was similar where you all had a house and you sort of did stuff at the, right. that was, that sort was going like before on before TI. So that was like the hub. Yeah, they, they used to do a like a hub. Um, now Beyond the Summit does the the hub um, because Valve doesn't doesn't um, invest in events anymore, like other than TI. No. So they're, they're all handled by um, by production companies. Independent. So Beyond the yeah. Summit does a does a TI hub. I think Moonduck might do one as well. A couple of other people do one, but basically. Um, we wanted that kind of feeling, but at the main event. And they were always like, we don't want to have a second stream. Like, we don't want to take viewers from the mainstream, put them on a second stream. We would want it to have that same production level. And I can see their, I their reasons why. Yeah, of course. And also, they wouldn't want it to look shit. They'd want it to look really good. So they would have to have extra people assigned to this, and they just didn't want to do it. So um, a few people pitched this idea for either an early show or a late show that goes on after the, the main event. And luckily, they they chose me to to do it with DJ Wheat, and it was fucking great. Like it was literally DJ Wheat, DJ Wheat. It was literally working in a bar every night after the show. So we watch all the games, we plan the show out, we arrange the guests, we write some questions and come up with some games, and then we go to the pub and we just sit there drinking and talking bollocks for like an hour. It was like a podcast in a pub, basically, that had guests and was kind of vaguely TI related. And that was cool. That I knew I was going to be doing that. I was like, DJ great. Wheat is a gem. He was great. Yeah, he's a super he was nice such guy. a nice guy. Like I'd, I'd met him once before um, at a, a Dota event in New York, which was ESL One New York, like three, four years ago. And that was good. But I never got to hang out, hang out with him. I was working with him every day, like in, in Vancouver. He's the nicest dude. Such a nice guy. Very funny. Great to work with. Super professional dude. Just super experienced and completely calm and confident. Everything I'm not. So it was perfect to have him as the sort of anchor. Then they told us when we got there, by the way, you guys are also doing this live stage show on the final night. And they took us to this <laughs> yeah. theater. And it was like a two and a half thousand person capacity theater. Like it was like Benaroya Hall from TI3. Wow. It was this huge yeah. theater. And it was beautiful. And this huge stage, proper red curtains and all the rest of it. And they're like, so plan that. And it's going to be like the Tonight Show. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I've never done anything like that in my life. Like live stage stuff? Never. So I was shitting myself for like two weeks. Very stressed. We, I would be. Yeah, we're planning I mean, this event. It was it was terrifying. Like when we do the Yogs live stuff at um, Comic-Con like an and stuff, it's, it's yeah. just, it's hilarious, right? And I just have to sit there. It's all been planned ahead of time. Perfect. I just sit there, have a drink, and we play some games or whatever, and it was funny. But this was like, we had to plan the show, write the show, sort the guests, plan everything, like come up with a run of show, talk to the production team and everything. It was, it was nuts. So we did that for like two weeks. Hotbit actually did a lot of that work as well. And then we're standing there. We watched the, the crowd after the game fill up in like 10 minutes. The whole place was like, bam. And they were running to get to the front. And we're going to have the winning team on stage to interview them as well as some guests and stuff and they've got this beautiful set with like a proper backdrop the intro is like shots of vancouver oh now live the late game you know it's like, oh my god <laughs> we're literally doing the fucking tonight show and then the curtains open and we're just on stage and everybody was fucking screaming i, I was terrified <laughs> 
I was absolutely terrified. But it was also kind of fun. Like, the weird thing is when you get a laugh or a cheer from a, a live crowd, it's like this instant confirmation that what you did was the right thing. Mm. And normally all the stuff we do, you make it, and then you hope it gets some good views and maybe a thread on Reddit, but you don't really know. It's a, it, we don't know when the laughs are coming sometimes. Yeah, so no it can sometimes it can sometimes just throw you out. Yeah. You know, because you're you're doing this thing and they're all laughing away and you're like, I'm yeah. trying to You look down you, you, and you realize that they weren't laughing at your jokes, your your dick is just hanging out exactly. of your pants. <laughs> but the the opposite happens as well, though, right? Like you'll do say so that you've planned that you think it's gonna be really funny and no one will laugh and you'll be like, Oh, I guess we're carrying on here. Exactly. <laughs> you just have to like The payoff yeah. is when you fuck up. You know you fucked up right then and there, and you've got to keep going. So yeah, it was scary. But it's, it's why comedians practice their stuff in small events often of regularly, so they understand that pace and they get the energy and stuff. Like when we do these live shows, sometimes, of course, it's just very off the cuff. You know, it's all very improv. It's it's a real, sometimes really awkward situation you end up in where people don't laugh at the right times or or, or do laugh when you don't expect it. It's, it's, it's really weird, but great Like to have that suddenly feedback. It was weird, you know? yeah. It was it was really strange, and you also realise that, like, you feel everybody watching you in a way that that I'm not used to. Like when it's just a camera, like when I'm streaming or something like that, or like when we're doing the poker, it's just me and Tom in a room. Like, yes, there are people watching, but they're not immediately there. So you're just goofing around, and and that's it. But yeah, like you said, when you say something and either people don't laugh, you think fuck, and when they do, you think wow. Like it's it was I could see how people get addicted to that. It was, uh, yeah, but yeah. also it, it, it's kind of off-putting in a sense. Like it sometimes does cloud your head, and you start like it, it's like you can see how people freeze up oh as God, well, yeah. right? In these situations, like, a, like yeah, it's literally, a real, it's a real different. It, it's experience. my greatest fear speaking in front of um, a group of people. A, any any small group of people. My greatest fear used to be even in front of three or four people. If I had to stand up and talk, I would start sweating and it's start oh stammering, God. and I would forget. Well, everything. even if even if we're like an office thing if, and there's yeah. like ten of us in if a room or even five up, of us in a room, yeah. and someone says, "Lewis." What do you think? And I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, it's it's like real strange that that affects you so heavily when you know, like millions of people are watching through that camera. Yeah, it's um, weird. But you're worried about the 15 people in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I always take Fraser's advice in that, What's that? Uh, situation, which is to imagine your entire audience naked and wearing black socks, and that right. and that makes you feel like more superior than them. That would somehow. not work for me. That would yeah. feel even weirder. <laughs> I just get a get a boner and just start super seducing it up. <laughs> just like it was just yeah, it was it was weird. But also, you you suddenly realise that if something funny happens, you have to pause. So like the the conversation flow is kind of disrupted by you have to wait for the audience reaction before you keep going. So it it changes your whole flow. It was very strange. And I, I kind of dried up thinking of things to say because I was just thinking, holy shit, look at all these people. Like, that was the first thing I was thinking. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. But luckily, DJ Wheat was there. And the just yeah. fucking, no problem. Like, he's done this stuff well, loads of times. Exactly. And, it, and honestly, like, I think he was a really, I think this is the Valve is great at this, right? They're very, very good at taking, like, a good idea and turning it into something that works, right? Like, you know, they obviously thought, okay, having a, some sort of parallel show would work. Like, how are we going to do yeah. it? But but let's make it this thing that's good, and we need this, this guy that we know is going to be able to do it. You know, DJ Wheat, he's 
he's a legend really he's 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 obviously i think he's director at twitch doing some 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 head of something yeah, something important so, yeah. he's a little bit like terps in a sense that he's kind of he has a has an actual day job where he actually does do really important yeah. responsible stuff yeah but he can and do then he comes and just does and this stuff. thing because he loves well, yeah, yeah. being out there I think as a he's, personality he's good at it too he he's is. really good at it. yeah really of, good at he, it. i think he makes the he's the head of their content production i think i could have his title wrong but it's something like that um but yeah he you know, you know he knows twitch he knows everybody at twitch and Talking about the the business, and everything it was it was it's crazy. I mean, really it's, interesting. It's so so it's like same, it's definitely the same thing for Terps. So Terps went out to Gamescom right. and was working for Blizzard as their sort of host. He's done it for three years now, and so he's he has to get there at like you know nine in the morning and be there all day. And he had to be there a couple of days early to to do the rehearsals. And he did sort of six days of getting up on stage and chatting up, chatting up exciting stuff and, and ad-libbing and presenting stuff. And, you know, like, like, I don't know, for example, there was this one time, I think, where Hearthstone, the internet was down or something. So Terps got his phone out and, you know, played a game on his phone against this guy on stage. You, know, you, you have to kind of be just... It's intense. That's his, and, that's and, his exact fucking role. But Terps does like, it because Terps he loves it and he loves that, Blizzard. Right? It's like his favorite. But he's thing. always been much more of an extroverted character, like as opposed to almost everyone else in, <laughs> in the yeah, office. Yeah, that's why you got to find more yeah. paperwork for. We got to keep him down. We don't want him to steal the show. <laughs> we got to bog him down in TPS reports. Yeah, that's got to find okay. a whole bunch of shit that he has to like rubber. Can have that him. by the end of the day. That'd be yeah. great. That'd, that'd be great. great. Oh man, I remember that. Well, Fucking hell! So, so we haven't heard really what what Sips has been doing for so long. I, I think was it's at pretty Disney, much and then I had a whole bunch of other trips. I went to Munich for a, a, a smelly boys weekend, what which you was think nice. Of Munich? It's great. Oh, right? I loved it. I'm going back again in like uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks. Okay, why? For Oktoberfest, baby. Oh. What do you mean, smelly boys? We have you got all these new football friends? <laughs> oh, football these are, friends, uh, my old football old, uh, friends, old Canada friends who happen oh, to be join in, my fantasy in around football Europe. team on Facebook. The Chris, jealousy, football. the jealousy, Lewis. Just be happy for another person that you know to have the smelly friends. What's wrong? I got just, some, I got some smelly alcoholic friends that I <laughs> like to meet up with every once in a while. So yeah, is this so, all just dads escaping off like no, wealthy uh, Jersey dads? <laughs> No, some of them are some of them are dads. So there's a group of group of guys. Uh, one one of the guys I was uh, was my neighbor when I was like uh, six or seven years old, and we've been okay. friends ever since. And he has a has a large group of friends uh, who I all know who are all in various stages of marriage with children and stuff like that. And a bunch of them are turning forty, so they're going to Oktoberfest. So there's like uh, like ten of them going, and so I'm going, and I'm going to stay with them. And then my other friend uh, that I went to high school with, uh, who lives in Italy, is going to meet us there as well. And I was also in a band with him. Uh, at what one a cool point. dude! What? Called what the Dope Joes. Yeah, yeah. We were called the Dope Joes. We played shows and stuff what in did Ottawa you play? when I was like twenty. Bass. Bass you can guitar, play the baby. bass guitar. I used to be able How to. How are we only hearing this now? <laughs> so anyway, so so he's meeting me there as well, and he's staying with because um, he's been to Oktoberfest. I think this is like his tenth year on the trot, uh, and he has like Oktoberfest friends who are, who live in Germany who have like an apartment in Munich. So he's he can stay with them, and then I'm going to stay with these other guys. I feel like I've been duped. <laughs> 
I thought you were just uh, one of us. I didn't realize you had sweaty friends. And I got some sweaty friends. Yeah, I got some cool. sweaty ass friends. Yeah. I thought you were like just one of us nerds who was a basement dwelling golem. I am. Needed uh, old well. Richard Darwina to, to help us to try not, and pick up a chick. I used to not want to go. <laughs> I didn't want to go downtown and go drinking because I wanted to stay home and play Pharaoh by Impression Studios. I used to do that as well. So I'm, I am a nerd too. But you don't need I to just, qualify that. We know. I just have. So some what do you do too. in Munich? What's this holiday idea? You just go there and drink I, what and just be hung yeah, over last time i went we just went and drank we like for a couple of days because they have these like it was summer they have these like really nice outdoor beer gardens with like so you just walk from bar to like bar. lederhosen wearing uh oompa bands and stuff which is really good we went to like there's this big uh there's this big like public river that runs right through Munich like and goes through a park charlie that, the fucking chocolate factory yeah everybody likes to go swimming there this place was this park was fucking packed okay there was like five thousand people there i'm not even joking it was nuts and they were all like in bikinis and their swim shorts you know what i want to see swimming and playing volleyball and they they would like cool their beers they had like these milk crates that they would attach to like a log on the side of the bank and they'd let it float in the river to keep their beers cold and stuff it was awesome so much fucking confidence right he's confidence tricked his way into this group of friends pfax i don't believe that I don't believe it. He's been watching. He watched. He played the original Super Seducer, and he seduced right, himself. Yeah. No. a load of friends. I watched. I watched the World Cup, and made they're a whole not bunch real of zips. That's not the real you. Football They'll friends. find out. You're not cool. You're one of us. Oh, We're, losing so, We're losing so, him. We're losing him. Our baby So boy. yeah. So so I'm going to. So I'm going to Oktoberfest for like three or four days. I think three, three, three or four days. So that'll be fun. All It'll right. One question. Are you going to miss a Triforce podcast while you're away? Uh, no, I should be back in time. I think I get back on Wednesday. So uh, okay. I should be. Well, I should, the audience won't miss be it. too too unhappy. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That is that is a good time to end. Holy shit! Fuck. Let's 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 see you next now. week. Do you want me to not go and just yeah. stay home or? Fuck! No, I, no, I want you to be fly free. Fly free. <laughs> free. If you love them, let them go. <laughs> Poor Lewis. Oh fuck! Oh man! All right. All right, everyone. We're, we're done. Thank you for for listening. We'll we'll see you all next week with see, some more of this. See you next time. Uh, until then. Peace. Goodbye. Bye.